0: another edition of The Word with Jeff and Robin Pruitt. So glad you joined us today. Honestly, we really, really are glad you joined us today. We know life has gotten busy with a lot of people, and and it's always good to have people on the other end that we know that are listening and hearing God's Word, and we're hopefully being able to be an encouragement to you. How are you doing, honey?
1: I'm doing great. We just celebrated Christmas, mm-hmm. and um, so we always do the live Christmas tree because it's just a tradition, yep. and the whole family goes, and we get the grandkids that get to come with and um i always know uh and we always we do it the day after thanksgiving mm-hmm. so i always know when you know the holiday season is coming to an end because our christmas tree stops drinking water
0: <laughs> yep. and uh all the before. needles
1: start to fall yeah. so we're we actually used place. to go
0: out in uh, the woods and cut down a tree not i mean it was a tree farm yeah. you went down there and you could take your saw and go in there Cut a tree down, and yeah, Nick would We were would the help Griswolds me. then. We were the Griswolds. That's right. Now we go on the pre-cut. We go downtown, <laughs> Milwaukee, where all the lights are, so now the kids can go, the little ones can go and see the lights and get some pictures and stuff like that. But it is a lot of fun. It actually mm-hmm. really is. Every year we, we say we probably should get a, we should get like an artificial tree and keep it forever. But I don't know. So it's a good kind of been a cool tradition for yeah. us. You know. Yeah,
1: and we, we make it a whole evening of. And it, so by the fun. way,
0: uh, yours truly did not cheat whatsoever. Hallelujah thank you Jesus for my birthday which is the 21st and then 40 days la- later for the for the 25th I did not cheat at yeah, one time
1: I did that's okay. You, a, you,
0: not much. Not, not a whole no, lot. No,
1: we did. We did, and your videos, and you got to watch the pastor pounds of pounds of videos, and and um, we did the low carb pasta. I don't talk. Well, I haven't been talking about it, but I've been doing some weight loss. We've been eating, and and you know, I love the getting well, healthy. You joined in with me. But I do. I and I said it from December first. I'm like Christmas Day is an all out. I am cheating. And- I can't. If
0: I do, I'm I'm done. I'm like an yeah. addict. I gotta I gotta go right back to it. So, um, but it it was not hard at all. And my son uh, taught me how to make um, the keto I guess uh, friendly pasta with almond um, flour and tapioca flour and eggs and everything. And it turned out really. Totally different, but really, really good. I enjoyed it very much. Because so. you
1: make the best sauce. Everybody's been wanting your sauce. You're gonna have to. Hey, you gonna have nah. to make it. You know, I made it with extra meat, it. so we
0: could actually, I, I could have the protein part of it. So yeah, yeah. but and the, uh, yeah, and
1: then the girls and I, the the granddaughters and I, um, I've been doing this since our kids were little, and and I think I talked about it on a podcast where we do the birthday cake for Jesus. So yeah, you know, cool. we, it, it, that's what it's all about anyway. So we've always done. A birthday cake, and we sing "Happy Birthday, Jesus." And so the grandkids were helping me this time. And then, of course, then it's all we you know eat it all together. We lick the spoons all together, all that good stuff. So, well, it was I a great li- day. so
0: the message today I've actually been living, honey. And for you, I know you got a little conviction on you, but you'll be okay.
1: <laughs> we're uh, talking about <laughs> sinning
0: <laughs> and talk about some, some sin. No, I actually talking about going into the, in the new year and something the Lord laid in my heart. I actually preach a message on Sunday called "Mixture." And and I use the example of my son and I creating this pasta dish and taking the flowers and, and mixing them together and then the eggs and mixing them together. And then you make the dough, you make the, the pasta dough. And then um, <clears throat> I said, you know, once the, the flowers have been mixed together, you can't unmix un- the flowers. And once the egg has been mixed in, you can't take the eggs back out. It all becomes enamored. It all becomes one and I uh, really had a conviction in my spirit about this this year about going into no compromise, because when we start mixing a little bit of this, a little bit of sin, a little bit of um, the church, but also a little bit of the world, the Bible says that that uh, that what light what light can fellowship with darkness. Right. The truth is they can't mix; it's an impossibility. Light and darkness never mix. The most you'll ever have is a shadow. When it comes to that but it's because there's an object in the middle of or in the way of the light and that creates a shadow but in reality if this room was to turn turn all the studio lights off in this in the studio it would be completely dark right but the moment light comes on even one um it dispels darkness right you know and so um the bible is very clear about that and i know i know that god's put some things in your heart too to talk about as well i mean we we don't believe in the fact that um, we, we're going to be perfect in the new year. I'm not saying that. Thank God for 1 John 1 9. It says, if we sin, we confess our sin and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanses all, all unrighteousness. But I am saying that we can go in with the attitude of we're not go- going to have this mixture. We're not going to compromise.
1: Right. Well, you know, this morning, um, just as, as woke up and, I'm, you know, praying over, um, you know, the podcast, what we're going to be talking about. And I, you know, I, felt the presence of God so heavy. I just began to cry this morning just thinking mm. about compromise because I the word that came to me was responsibility. Mm. And we have a responsibility to our children, our children's children, to set boundaries in our life. And, you know, we we use the saying, you know, hey, I'm going to draw I'm drawing the line in the sand. And that's a terrible statement because the thing about drawing a line in the sand is when the water comes, it washes the line away. Mm. Or it's very easy to take your foot and kind of well, when you mess draw, up What the do you what line. do you mean by
0: that? I mean, why is it a bad thing? If you draw your line, line in the sand against sin, that's a good thing. You're talking about what?
1: I'm talking about setting up major boundaries, Mm. things that cannot be moved. And that line in the sand, I was just saying, because, you know, you go to, you can draw a line in the sand and you can easily mess that sign that line up and put it a little bit farther. Mm. And then pretty soon we draw the line and it's a little bit farther. It's very easy to get rid of that line in the sand. Mm. But when you make boundaries, when you say that this is what I'm going to do, it affects not only your your life but it affects the lives of your of the generations to come and we have to hold ground we have got to um make sure because it, listen we're living in the end times and if you don't realize we're living in the end times your head is in the sand we are living in the end times where as you can see around you, boundaries have constantly, or that line in the sand has constantly been pushed and pushed and pushed farther and farther and farther away. But as a, as as believers, when we say we're not going to compromise, we've got to take the Word of God and set those boundaries around our life that says, mm-hmm. I will not compromise to go past this point. Because, the you know, compromise means to give in and in another way, I see to compromise is to give into another way of thinking, even if it's just a little bit that is different from what you really believe or what the Bible talks about. Mm-hmm. So I was just overwhelmed with the presence of the Lord because, you know, it's easy in our own lives, honey, where you go, Well, you know, it's it's just this, you know, and we push our boundaries excuse me, out a little bit more. We draw that line out out a little bit farther. And we're not comprehending at the moment because we just just want our flesh to be satisfied at that moment. Mm -hmm. So we push those boundaries out. We push that line out a little bit farther. But when we understand the responsibility that we have, because our children are going to pick up where we leave off. And if we set a boundaries out so far, out in the world's way of thinking and doing, that's where they pick up.
0: One thing I noticed that when we started getting on fire for God and living for God, and I mean, both of us have known the Lord since we were kids, but when you really got, came back to the Lord and got on fire, and then I came back to the Lord and we got on fire, um, one of the things that I noticed was that, you know, that we did, looking back, is that we set pretty strong parameters, pretty strong boundaries around our life about what we will and will not do or what we will and will not allow into our lives. And, um, it was, you know, we were young and, but radical and, and, um, and I, those are the days I was in bodybuilding. So to me, being disciplined was a, uh, just part and parcel of what you should be doing. So we were very much, like you said, setting boundaries up and, and, and making sure that we can cross those lines. Um, what I noticed right away was that most Christians didn't do that; that they were allowing themselves to, to see certain things in their homes or view certain or uh, say certain things. They, they they said that we were just like, "What are you talking about?" And it was kind of hard not to judge. Those people, I'll be honest with you, because in my mind, I'm like, but you're a Christian, you shouldn't talk like that. You shouldn't go see that kind of a movie. Um, you shouldn't be, um, you know, out with those types of friends, um, or you shouldn't drink that, or you shouldn't smoke that. You know, in my mind, that's just the way that it, that that it was. I, I'm, and I look back, and I and I, I know it was a, a militant season, but I honestly, I'll be honest with you, I'm so grateful to God that we live that way because it really set set an indelible imprint in our life with our children and our home of how we were going to live for Christ. Um, I don't think we ever got, like, self-righteous, but I think we got to a place of, well— because I tell a story about, you know, the, the jail self-condemnation. How I used to put myself in there because I didn't think I was good enough um, to live for God the way I should. Um, but even past that, he taught me about grace. I still understood that I had to have certain boundaries around my life. Otherwise, the enemy was going to certainly attack. Right. Same thing with Pastor Pounds to Pounds. I'm doing that right now, so that's kind of something, something that's in my spirit. And that is that if I don't set close boundaries uh, knit boundaries around my life where it pertains to food then I'm, I'm going to probably go back into old habits right. so even though it might be a little militant I go no I can't have that well just one bite just one bite and it, it, it wouldn't hurt me but that one bite is probably going to trigger something in my mind and in my in my uh, in my taste buds, that's going to want it again and again and again. Right. Next thing you know, well, two bites isn't that big a deal. Now I'm now I'm in warfare. It's easier just to say no right. than it is to be in this long drawn out battle. Right. You know? Well,
1: you make you make plans for it, and I think that was one of the things that we did in our <clears throat> um, in those beginning um, years of just going. Here's what we're going to do and here's what we're not going to do according to the Word of God, and we're going to live by that. Um, We're not going to, you know, when it comes to marriage, here's what we're going to do. So that way, when things arise, um, you know, we've already set the boundaries. We've already, yeah, we've already established what we Mm -hmm. will do and what we will not Mm -hmm. do. And, you know, how do you know if you're compromising or if you're about to compromise? You'll You'll use words or statements like, well, it's not really that bad, where before it might have been That's bad. That's the first
0: thing I would say in my mind, like, I just had one little bite. It's not that it's big not a deal. It's not that big
1: of a and deal. And it isn't right. that
0: little bite. You but know. the
1: boundaries that you're setting, right. what the Lord spoke to you, you know, um, what you need to do to run your race is you need to do these things so that you can do this. Right. Um, you might say things like, well, everybody else is doing it you know that's that's a big one here's one that i think i hear more nowadays and that is it's just the times we're living in now you know it's just well we don't have to do that because it's just the times that we're living in right well the word is still the word it's still alive it is still meaningful The word doesn't change with culture. It doesn't change over the years. The word is established, and it's forever established. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So to use those kind of phrases or, you know, well, God knows my heart. That's that's another one. I can go ahead and do this, even though I know I shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. this, because, you know, God knows my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, It's, it's not like it's evil or it's not like this. But it's still in a place of compromise, because if the word says, do this or don't do this, if the Lord has spoke to you and said, do this or don't do this, and you're being disobedient, you are going to stop the blessing of your life. Compromise will stop the blessing in your life. If you are walking right now in the, in life, and you're just like, I just don't feel favor in my life. I don't feel the hand of God in my life. I just don't. You know, it seems like everybody else gets blessed, and I'm not getting blessed. Why don't you look in your life and see if there are areas that you are compromising in?
0: Read the the definition of compromise again one
1: more time. um, It says um, to compromise is to give in to another way of thinking, Mm. even just a little, that is different from what you really believe or what the Bible says.
0: Okay, yeah. so a non-Christian wouldn't put what the Bible says, but if you just took the definition for what it is, it's given into another way of thinking. Right. So we're we've conditioned ourselves to think the way God thinks, right, according to His Word. That's what every Christian wants to do. They want to base their life and opinions on and their behaviors on what the Word of God has to say, because we know that the Word of God is the truth. So then that that that, that Bible sets a perimeter. It sets up a perimeter. Um, um, the Bible talks. Let's just say about. Um, uh, um, the issues of life, um, uh, where it talks about, um, oh goodness, uh, uh, some might want I know, to right say in the comments. But, um, but anyways, the issues of life. The Bible talks about the issues of life. And that word issue is the word toda, and it means borders or boundaries. Right. right. So that so that when we have, let's talk about our thought life, and that it creates a certain border or boundary in our life. But the thing about the word of God is, the word of God yes does create that, but it expands it. Right. So it expands our thinking. In other words, what I'm starting to say is that <clears throat> people, honey, get in fear about the fact that that uh well man i don't i don't want any more conditions on my life i don't want any more parameters on my life because i already feel boxed in no no sin has got you more more boxed in than you can right. possibly imagine the word of god has come the truth comes to set you free right and so it's going to expand your borders god's going to give you more you said the word responsibility i believe this the more you're able to take on responsibility the more he can trust you and give you even more and expand your borders and expand your boundaries god's God's not trying to limit you. He's trying to protect you. The walls aren't there to keep you out of your destiny. The walls are there to keep the enemy from coming in to cause destruction right. in your life and, and, and to steal, kill, and destroy.
1: And that's Luke 16.10. One who is faithful and, a, and, and very little is also faithful and much. Compromise will cost your promotion. If you are, you know, if God can find you faithful in what he gives you mm-hmm. today, then he is going to give you more and more. And it's going to be more and more promotion, which brings freedom, which brings joy, which brings right. excitement. That's why, you know, compromise takes that away. Compromise put such condemnation it puts such heaviness and mm-hmm. you're always trying to do something on your own you're always trying to um, struggle and strive to get more and to get better when God is just saying listen be faithful in what I give you don't compromise on what I'm giving you mm-hmm. take what I'm giving you and and let's let God put his blessing upon it because that's when promotion will come um you know um, The Bible also talks about, um, you know, the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's all those little things that, um, you know, we just got to be faithful in that. Yeah. We've got to stand our ground in some of those things that we that it's just the enemy's just really trying to push us you into know, that l- l- place l- of compromising. Little fox
0: spoil of vine reminds me of how that you know the tide comes in right so the tide comes in and it takes a little little bit of beach right. and you're sitting way up you're sitting you know 50 60 feet away from the water you know getting a suntan whatever enjoying yourself and you don't really notice it Right. But but every single wave or every other wave or whatever is taking a little bit an inch more of the beach, an inch more of the beach, next thing you know, it's now disturbing your life. That now the water's coming on you. If you sit there long enough you can get wet, and, and, and if you sit there even longer, you might get swept away with the tide, right? right. Let's say you're falling asleep, whatever. My point is, is that, is that you don't notice it at first. That's, that's how sin is. If you allow compromise to take over in your life, what happens is it just takes a little bit. and That's no big deal. I'm still safe and secure 50 feet away. But it's closer to you than it was before, and 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 you become more comfortable with it. Right. Be real careful with getting comfortable with disobedience, getting comfortable with sin, getting comfortable with being outside of the will of God. I mean, actually, for me, I fear it. I don't. I'm in a healthy way. I fear it. Um, I respect it. I'm in awe of God, is what that means in the sense that I do not want to be outside of his will. If I'm sinning, I want to get that thing under the blood immediately in my life. I don't want to deal with it. I want, to, I want to, well, I do want to deal with it. I don't want it to deal with me, actually. So I want to get it under the blood. Thank God he, he made, a way, made a way for that to happen. But my point is is that he does require us to have those boundaries. Right. And, and then we have to say no to it, just like you're right.
1: saying. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. Why do you love? church well now a, you are a pastor but beyond you know beyond that why do you love church you
0: like, the fivefold ministry right so you have the you have the apostle you have the prophet you have um you have the, the apostle you have the prophet you have the you have the evangelist you have the pastor and you have the teacher right and if you can see my hand that's my my marriage ring right right there that's the pastor he's married to the church so for me church is my life right but if if I were taking it beyond just being a pastor, why do I, you said the question is what? Why do I I love love church? Why do I love church? Well, number one, because I love the fact that coming to church, I have accountability with my brothers and sisters. I have more than one. I'm not by myself out here. I have a surrogate family um, that, that I, that I, that I I trust that will pray with me in, in the affairs of my life. That I know I'm not alone in this world. I'm actually, I actually belong to something you know i belong to a family and i get to see that family you know every single week
1: mm-hmm. well because I, I was thinking about. i mean about there's this. other things
0: too but i mean right that's probably my number one reason because well, I, I was church.
1: thinking about that this morning um again and thinking of compromising and i was thinking of 2022 and i was thinking of you know, as I said, you know, we're living in the end times, and if we want to be more like Christ, you know, it, it, the Word of God talks about it was Jesus' habit to be in the right. temple. It was, it, and if it was his habit, I think that should be our habit too. Um, but I was thinking of the church and the importance of church. And why and, do you love
0: church, Bob? We love to hear from you. you yeah, right down comments. below. What yeah. is it
1: that you love about coming to? You know, being. Part of a church
0: let me since you put me on the spot I want to hear mm-hmm. your answer but let me just say this this is how I kind of view it it's weird how my mind works this way because maybe because I I was in the gym for so many years before I became a pastor um, but I look at it almost like the gym in the sense could I work out and get some results at home by myself yes. But how many of you know? If we're being real honest. Me being at home and my workout, doing my workout routine at home next to the refrigerator, next to my television set, next to my bed, you know, where I can get comfortable and relax. Uh, probably there's gonna be some temptation not to work out, yeah. and I have no accountability. But the moment I get in my car, I drive to that gym. I meet my partner. I always you have to have a partner, right? And now I know they're gonna push me beyond I can push myself, or I have a, a, a personal trainer. That's there, and they're going to push me beyond that I can push myself. I'm going to get way more results and, and have it in way quicker fashion than I could ever possibly do it on my on my own. That's how I view church.
1: That's that's you're, you're, you're going to get analogy, way more
0: results, yeah. and you're going to make sure you get it done.
1: Right? Yeah, because you know I want to just I want to encourage people, especially going into this you know into the new year, and you know there was church, people were, you know, the attendance of church was amazing before, you know, COVID hit and pandemic and all that kind of stuff. People were, that was part of what they did. There was no compromising. It's Mm -hmm. Sunday, we're going to go to church and we're going to fellowship together. We're going to worship, you know, Jesus together. And then, you know, in comes the pandemic and we were forced not to be able to go to church. That was that line in the sand where all of a sudden, you know, there was, I I say there's two groups of people. There was one group that was just like, we got to get back to church. I need to get back to church. And there was that other group that was just like, all right, this is kind of cool. You know, I kind of, you know, take my Sunday mornings and kind of relax and all that kind of stuff. But coming into 2022, we've got to get back to that first love. We've got to get back to that place And I was just thinking, why church? And you you did an incredible series on why church. But I was thinking today that for our own life when it comes to talking about church was first of all, our children met their spouses in church. There you go. What an amazing place. Mm -hmm. Um did you know, people go, Well, they just came to church because of their friends. You know, my teenager only likes to go because of friends. Yes, mm-hmm. that's amazing. You know, don't we all want fellowship? Don't we all want to friends? They came, but they ended up finding their mates here, and now I, we got grandchildren out of that. But also, there have been so many times, and honey, I know this for you too. There's been so many times um, of getting up on a Sunday and just going. Oh, do I really want to go? And we're pastors (laughs) of the church. Do I really want to go? Oh, my attitude maybe is awful. Maybe I've had a really bad week. Maybe I'm frustrated with something. But I can't tell you how many times of coming into church, you get in that corporate worship. And as you begin to just, there's something that happens. And I think sometimes, I remember there's been times of just going, I don't even want to worship God. I'm such in a funky mood. I don't even want to worship right now. It's just, I, ugh. And everybody else around me is worshiping, and you get caught in that anointing and in the presence of the Holy Spirit that you begin to praise and you begin to worship corporately, that all of a sudden things begin to break. Things are changing. Um, Attitudes change. Peace comes. Joy comes. And there's so many things. If you come expecting, to come I come I come expecting to hug somebody that maybe that week they've been praying god I need to feel your arms around me. I come expecting mm-hmm. to tell somebody you're awesome because maybe that week they have been told that they were terrible. I come expecting to tell somebody you look amazing today because maybe that week they have felt such low self-esteem. I come expecting in the house of God, to worship God, to use the gifts that He's given me. I come expecting to be a blessing to somebody else. And right. in return, because of that little, God <clears throat> brings much back into my life. And when I leave church, I'm different than when I come in. I want to encourage you in this year of 2022 that. Set your boundaries that you are not going to compromise when it comes to church. Like I said, if it's the habit of Jesus, let's make it a habit for us. And Hebrews 10.25 says this. um, this I want to make a
0: statement after this.
1: This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently Eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we participate, as we anticipate that day dawning.
0: Amen. I want to say something. I think it's Powerful. I didn't know you were going to bring any of that up. You know, we are online for a purpose and a reason because we want to reach people who cannot get to our place, cannot get to the house of God, and for whatever reason it may be. But we really don't want to be an online church in the sense of replacing what Jesus said, not neglecting ourselves even more as we see the day approaching to gather together. And that is the church to come together to 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 be a part. How in the world can I function without my hands? Right. How can I function without my feet? How can I? Function without my eyes the Bible says that each one of us are a member within the body and that everything has a place whether you can see it or not it has a place and a function so if i don't have one of those things i'm handicapped right and the church has become handicapped in this last year and a half because people have decided not to come back to church and so i mean and this is not to get on people because we want you to watch we want you want you to be we, encouraged but let me just make the statement yeah. and I, I, i'll let you go on but um that is is that well, go ahead. I lost my train of thought. Go oh, ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. You're were,
1: you're were really going good. Yeah, Interrupt yeah. me if if you if no, it comes go to ahead. You. It'll
0: come back to me. <laughs> if it
1: comes, I'm so <laughs> if sorry. It come back, it's all right. But I it, I I'm passionate about this because, you know, I see this generation of children that you know. The enemy is throwing everything that he can possibly throw at our children today. And that, you know, includes our youth, but really at our children. When the school systems are saying, we want, you know, we're going to be teaching sex ed starting even in kindergarten, but, you know, third grade, all this kind of stuff.
0: Not all school, just to be clear, not all no, school no, 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 no. systems, but a, there, there have been a, quite a few that have said yes. It's that
1: line that's being pushed and pushed. And right. if we don't fight back, it's just going to keep going farther and farther right. and farther. But there are people... That you know, you have an anointing to teach children, you have an anointing to bless children, you have an anointing to encourage children, you have an anointing to pray over children, you have an anointing to make a child smile and feel protected and comforted. And when you're at home, and you're not using that gift to bless these children. These children mm. go without.
0: I want to have the let me have my train of thought back. Mm-hmm. So, so I got into this attitude of you know wishing and hoping people would return back to our church. And by the way, it's not a faith builder's issue. This is all across the yeah. land, and I would imagine across the world in some areas. Um, and and I remember um, saying out loud, they're not coming back. And then I heard other ministers being said, you know, we shouldn't even be trying to go back after those people because they're not going to come back. They've made up their mind. And I really felt, even today, I feel another unction of the Holy Spirit to say, no, that's not true. We should continue to make appeals to you because we believe you bought a lie. That's what we really believe. Now, some people aren't going to come back because they went to other churches during this time. Uh, People leave the church for different reasons. Uh, They might have moved. Uh, They could be a little sour towards us. We don't know what's going on. We don't know. But I will say this is that, um i don't care if it's this church or another church right. get in the house of god because that's that's your best bet in these last days that's your best game moving forward is to be in the house of god with a man and woman of god that prays over you um and i pray we pray faithfully for our people um as a covering, then our elders get together on Tuesdays. We pray over the people, um, but we—if you discontinue to come, if you're not—if you break rank or you're not no longer a part of it, then that prayer obviously is not, is not touching and reaching you because you're not a part of it anymore. So I want to just say to you that I'm not going to give up on you. We're not going to give up on you. We're believing God for you, and and I think the thing that probably <laughs> gets me the most upset is hearing and and I, I it's so interesting. I'll hear some of my greats and I'll, I'll see it, you know, from them. I will watch them on television. I'm like, wow, they're they're sanctuary. he's about half full you know and they're they're been in ministry forever been on tv forever and i'm like wow and then other places honey, are exploding i'm like well what are they doing different you know I, i start blaming the people i say, well god if you sent me the right people they would be coming the truth is is that we're all in this together we're not fighting you you're not fighting us we're trying to encourage you
1: Right and, that, and and that really is a thing because you know a lot of times and, and as pastors we hear a lot of time where people will go, "I just want to be used of God. I want to be used of God. Well the best place to start is in the in the house of God, That's right where there's no judgment and there you know and, and we, we want to encourage you to use a gift. There's people that just you know we say that they have the gift to gab um that make the best greeters because people can walk mm. in somewhere and they don't know what do i do where do i go who they do don't i know talk any strangers, to boy. and a greeter comes in with that gift. i
0: love that gift when i walk into a new place oh, yeah. you know i don't know anybody and uh you think well i could just go talk to anybody that's not true you're trying to figure out where you're at and he starts talking hey how you doing where are you from and it starts to make you feel comfortable. Those people are blessings, man, they really are.
1: And I mean, and plus too, the fact, you want to see your your family and your friends, your coworkers, you know, um, get born again. And sometimes you might not know what to say or what to do, but you can invite somebody to come to church with you and they have an opportunity to hear the gospel, to be in that under that anointing of the Holy Spirit to get born again. So the house of God is so important to me. And I know as we're talking about compromise and I didn't want this to all be about church, but I want you going into 2022 with new boundaries in your life. You know, we call them, you know, the world calls it, you know, I'm going to make my New Year's resolutions, which we all know resolutions never stick. But when you come in and say, you know, Lord... I want 2022 to be a year where I'm not going to compromise in areas where maybe the enemy has tried to have me compromise, where maybe I did go, well, you know, it's just the times we're living in, or it's just, you know, everybody else is doing it, or God, you know, my heart. Instead of saying, you know what, Lauren, I want to do what you want me to do, not what's good for my flesh or what my flesh enjoys doing, but I want to just honor you. And how can I honor you, God? Let me look at my word. How can I honor you? And how can I be more like you? Because as a Christian that's Christ-like, how can we be more like Christ? What did He do? And begin to make those boundaries in your life for 2022. And you are going to find as you do that, As honey, as you put it so beautifully a little earlier and your message on Sunday, is that there is freedom that comes with those boundaries. There is freedom that comes yeah. when you make the decision, I am not going to compromise. When you make the decision that this is what my life is going to be for 2022, and you begin to lay out those boundaries, write them down, you know, take scripture, put it with scripture and say, this is what my life is going to be because I want this coming year to be different than all the other years of my life. Mm -hmm. So how can I do that? I'm gonna set my boundaries of no compromising Mm -hmm. of of what the Lord has put in my heart. And and
0: to be honest with you, um, the Lord may be correcting you and and when he corrects you it's not a bad thing it's a blessing you know if you know when you love your children you correct them because you want them to be good kids you want them to do the right thing and be good human beings right i remember when i was a kid i was always getting a whipping for something but you know sometimes i get out of line really out of line rebellious and uh with especially with my mom and um and I'd test her, and I don't know why I'd test her because I'd get a whipping every time she was not to be tested, but um, and I just was not you know a buck against her authority. and um, and so she would finally give me a little spanking, right? And then send me to bed crying. I'd slam the door, and I'm gonna stand her. Blah blah. blah. Next thing you know, five about five minutes later, I'm sound asleep. Oh yeah. Wake up. My mom knocks on the door. Hey Jeff, you want to have a little something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. And we're all made up, and everything's fine. And I I I always thought about that. Why do kids? You know, they're (laughs) next thing they're just out cold. Why? Because that correction brought boundaries. Right. It reminded me. Okay, you're getting like your wild stallion. You just kicked the gate gate down and you got free the gate and the and the and the, and the fence isn't there to hurt you it's to, there to keep you in a place of safety to make sure that you don't run away and get lost and now you know where the water is. You know where the food's at. You know where the shelter, the barn's at. That's what it's all about. So those boundaries, like God correcting us sometimes, it it, it actually makes you feel peace at peace, right. rather than I'm gonna do what I want to do. And you just feel in turmoil all the
1: time. Right. Now
0: I know. Now those, I know. I know what's expected of me. Those
1: naps were the best. Yeah, they were. After you, after you cried were. it out, cried it oh. out, get a little
0: whipping and go to sleep and make him feel like wake a baby. All good. <laughs>
1: But you know, compromise will cost you. I think I said this before the blessing. And Isaiah 119 says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You're going to eat the good of the land. You're, the blessing of God is upon your life when you are willing and you're obedient. When you just make the decision, we're not going to compromise. Um, you know, compromise will cost you um more than your really ready to pay, Mm -hmm. but you will have to pay. That's the thing about sin, whether it's a little sin, you know, or big sin, Mm -hmm. there's always a cost to be um, paid. And when you... Just say I am not going to compromise in these areas. It brings such peace. I'll, in our you know,
0: lives. I'll, I'll say this, and I know the the clock says we have forty five minutes left. Uh, so the producer forgot to start start the <laughs> clock. So we got three minutes left. So um, let me just say this. You know, my uh, my uncle David, who's now serving God, loves God with all his heart, has a great ministry in Arkansas. Um, can't wait to visit it some day soon. But um, he got saved in Rockford many many years ago, and my. My dad had led him to the Lord's Lawn story. Anyways, um, I think um, uh, he's my my dad's favorite, you know, uh, brother. And and um, anyways, he had a great business, a car business, and God was blessed. He, he was starting to tithe and offering, and, and he was going to church, and God was blessed. I watched God bless. I worked for him for a season. Mm-hmm. And it was during that time, he loved God, served God, gave God all the glory, was like I said, um, you know, being a blessing in the house of God, giving, tithe, offering, the whole thing. But one thing I noticed that he didn't do, and I even knew it as a kid because I I grew up in this stuff my whole life, is that he didn't get rid of the people in his life, his old friends, and they would come by the shop and they would cut up and they'd say little nasty jokes and stuff. I'm not saying my, my uncle took took uh, took partook in that all that all, all the time, but he allowed it around him. And one thing I've learned is that you've got to make you've had, make a. An imprint right away saying, This is who I am. I love you guys, but I can't hang the way we used to hang. And he didn't get him out of life. Next thing you know, he's back uh doing drugs again, gambling again, and um and and he walked away from God for a season of his life. He could tell you his testimony. Now he came back, gosh, you know, 15 years ago to the Lord or so. But um I, I will tell you that because of that compromise. It stole all those years, right. and even though God's still working with him and all that, I know He thinks about man. I wish I would, I could have that time back. We all do. We all wish we could have that time back, right? And so, I want to encourage you. If there are people in your life that you need to get out of your life that are just no good for you, um, they're hurting you. Um, you, you need to be bold in this next year and say, "I'm not going not, I'm not going to disown you." But we can't hang the way we used to hang because I know what it's doing to me. It's drawing me into a place where I shouldn't be, and God's putting those borders and boundaries around your life so you can live with no compromise, life so you can truly be blessed. Amen. Amen. Good stuff.
1: It's very good.
0: Awesome. Well, we love you. I say, well, honey, why don't you pray for the people as we're on our way out here?
1: Father, we just thank you today that we have this opportunity to connect, Father God, over social media. But Father, I just thank you for the church. I thank you, Father God, for each other, that we can come together to be an encouragement to one another. I want to be encouragement, Father God, right now to those that that are watching us online. That Father, I just pray... That you just give them such boldness, that you would give them, Father God, just this thing that rises up on the inside of them that just says, you know what? I am going to establish my borders. I am going to establish the boundaries around my life. I'm going to let the Word of God direct and guide me like never before. And Father, I just pray as they are obedient, I pray, Father God, as they make these steps, that your blessing and your favor, your abundant increase would be upon their life as we are leaving. 2021. We're entering 2022 and the beginning, the newness of a new year, Father God. <laughs> Let such excitement arise on the inside of them, Father God, to see who you are, who you are to them, who you are to this world and our part in it. And I just thank you, Father God. I just Pray that blessing, healing, health mm-hmm. over their lives now in Jesus' name. And there's
0: a woman named Teresa. God is really going to do a, a miracle in your marriage. You've hung on and hung on, and your heart has been truly broken, but you feel and have felt that you're supposed to stand for your marriage, and it's been a really tough season for you, a time of testing. God is going to do the miracle. Mm-hmm. He's heard your cry of your heart, and He is going to send help out of Zion and um i hear the lord saying that he's going to restore that there's there's been a separ- there, you've been separated but god's going to restore it so keep hanging on god's going to bless you amen.
1: amen
0: and amen well it's been a great day we love you so very much remember let the word work in you we'll see you next time